0: Actually, I teach yoga and it makes me feel very calm. And what's funny is that people perceive me as a very calm teacher. And even when I was in my training, I was told, you know, you should do Yin Yoga. I'm like, wow, I'm so anxious inside so much time, but to other people, they find my voice very calming, very soothing. And then this is like a positive feedback loop because I make them calm and this energy makes me calm hustle, meditate, repeat. This is your podcast about the journey of two friends trying to balance professional success and practicing spirituality.
1: Get ready to be inspired, gain practical insights and uncover the profound connections between our inner growth and the world around us. Namaste. Namaste. Welcome everyone to this Very beautiful new episode with my lovely co host Maria sitting here.
0: And my beautiful co host Josh.
2: So, Josh, anxiety.
1: Anxiety, oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) One word, seven
0: letters, (laughs) a lot of meaning.
1: A lot of meaning, especially in our lives. Yeah.
0: Today, we would like to share with you our journey. And our struggles and our lives with anxiety. So in one of the other episodes, we have already established that we are anxious overachievers.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And, yeah, I guess we think that this could resonate with many people and would like to share our journeys and our ways to, to live with
2: that.
1: Yeah. And maybe even our ways to thrive, despite or with, um, with it. Do Do you maybe want to share a bit like, how did you know it was anxiety? Since when is it is it present in your life? What is your your story basically with yeah. that word?
0: Let's Let's jump right in. Um, so I was a very anxious child, but. Honestly, I understood that it was anxiety only like a few years ago when I started therapy. And I think nobody really knew what was happening with me. But um, basically, when I was, well, actually, my first ever memory from my life is me playing in a little pond. My, 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 my family and, and their friends, we were at this barbecue in the nature. It was like a nice summer day. It was very hot. And um, I was around four, I would think, four or five. Wow. And I couldn't swim. So I was wearing one of those like inflatable. Um, oh, I don't even know what they're called, actually. Well, you put them on the, on your arms. I know and in German. You float. I don't, yeah, I, don't I, also, know I also don't know, no. don't know in English. Um, arm mm. floaties. Yeah, things. yeah,
1: float armies.
0: Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I was wearing the, one of the, okay, something something inflatable was yeah. present in the pond, and I was uh, holding on to the inflatable thing so that I could be afloat. And I was with this friend of mine, and, yeah, so we were just kids playing the pond, and the adults were at the grill. That's how mm-hmm. I remember it. And then I somehow slipped out of this uh, safety I slipped out of the of them and I got like went under under the water and I got really scared because I thought I was drowning and then my memory is that this this man not my dad but someone else is like taking me out of the water and for a long time I really ha- kind of had this memory as if I was like dying I was drowning but my mom always told me like no you just went under the water for like half a second it was fine like mm. And then we just got you out. But um, for the rest of my life, like, I never used those inflatable things anymore. I had fear that I would, uh, yeah, I would slip out of them. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to swim. I even went to, like, a swimming um, club for kids for a while. So that's, like, uh, (laughs) memory begins, memory number one, kind of anxious, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So this fear of drowning or yeah just not a really positive one and then when i started school i um started like waking up at night if i hadn't finished my homework which happened a few times when i was like very young like 6 7 years old i would just fall asleep um and didn't do something
2: mm-hmm
0: now i know that you, you know whatever we were given as a homework at six or seven years old it was not important like i think it was fine just to forget to do it like no one cared but i was so anxious that i would wake up and i remember this one uh, particular instance and maybe i was like eight already um it was english and i forgot to make some alphabet and then i woke up at like 4 a.m and i remember like cutting out these letters at like five wow. like crying like oh my god i'm not gonna make it. And then all my letters were very um ugly and like not straight because I was rushing. um and then I kind of also felt bad because they were not neat. But this happened on a few occasions of me waking up, uh, yeah, scared that I haven't done something. And um then also, when I was older, when I was twelve, I think, or eleven or twelve, I started uh, waking up. And having panic attacks. Mm. And now now I know that there were panic attacks, but back then nobody knew what was happening with me, like not my parents. So I would go to sleep and maybe after half an hour or 40 minutes, I would suddenly wake up and I would feel very sick, like very nauseous mm. and shaking and um, breathing very quickly. And like, I guess just very, very, very anxious, but I didn't know what it was. And then at first we thought that it was some kind of stomach issue because Mm -hmm. of the nausea and i would take like a stomach pill and they would go away and i would go to sleep and then i realized that um kind of i could take any pill and it would go away so could take like paracetamol or even placebo or vitamin c anything and and they would just go away that was very strange um and then at some point like after that i started walking at night So I had these episodes where I would walk in my sleep and then I wouldn't remember it. Wow. Um, Yeah. And then I went to the hospital and I had like my brain scanned. And I remember I went there for like a week during the day, had different kind of procedures with my brain, with neurologists. And honestly, I don't think they'd said anything. I remember they they gave me like some um, calming herbal pills they didn't give me like an anxiety disorder diagnosis or mm-hmm. I honestly think it wasn't so so talked about especially considering I lived in Russia and it was not um, like a major city it was a smaller city in the south so yeah Um now coming back to this I think wow I was so anxious I had so much anxiety I had like panic attacks and then I um try to suppress them so I guess this is why I was um having this anxious episode while unconscious like in my in my sleep Mm -hmm. um and then I went to a boarding school and I remember thinking oh my god what if I live in a boarding school and I will walk at night and everybody's Mm going to think I'm crazy and literally I stopped walking at night but I think maybe this anxiety or whatever it was just stuck inside. Um, so I think I have been feeling anxious all my life on different levels, but only recently I understood that this is anxiety. This is what anxiety feels like because I think it was so normal to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know that was so there's something wrong or you could live without it. Um, so yeah. That's a long answer to your question. But basically, I've been feeling, feeling it since forever. <laughs> Always um, an yeah, anxious kid. And what who did you, you
1: share it with? Like maybe just who, who did you, who was knowing about it or who was in this, in this journey kind of with you? Um, yeah.
0: Well, like my parents knew about all my waking up things mm. um, and my like uh, walking at night, of course, because I would like come into their room.
2: But, um, yeah, besides that, I, no one, I didn't share it with anyone. Mm-hmm.
0: But I didn't even think, weirdly, I didn't think that something was really wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, the walking at night was weird. Uh, maybe I shared with, with a few friends. But generally, I, I think I was just so used to having this feeling inside of me, I, I didn't think it was wrong. So mm-hmm. I never com- I never complained, mm-hmm. you know, I never mm-hmm. complained unless it was like physical discomfort like mm-hmm. nausea or mm-hmm. um the sleep walking thing which i also didn't complain about because i didn't remember it but my parents found it weird so they took me to a doctor
2: mm-hmm.
0: what about your journey um with anxiety
1: yeah um i mean it's it's i would say it has similar parts but it's also very different i think for me um I would also say I was an anxious little bug and, um, and, and and for me it was a lot to do with people. So you know, for example, I was also on vacation, we were super young um, with my mom and my dad, I think my, my brother was still not born, so it was below five and they would be like, well, go play with these children and I would be like, you go play with these children. <laughs> no but inside i actually wanted maybe to do it but i felt so much fear or anxiety um to uh, what they could do to me what they could say to me um so i think for me it was a lot about like this fear of other people you know or like being in social situations also when i was i remember like going to school i was like oh my god will, will, will people like me um and and this this sometimes ended even you know me sitting alone or me being alone i also had this time in in preschool kindergarten where where i always i i think for me i don't i i, I don't know if i felt that something would be wrong but at least i felt i didn't want to be me for a long time so i always felt like okay shit why do people or people were also bullying me you know and and kind of like um yeah, I was a bit of the outsider. And so I was always a bit like, okay, why can I not be this person or that person? Why do I, why, why do I have to be me and kind of endure this? Um, and, and I don't know, this was also, for example, in courses when, when we were in, on vacation and we had um, swimming course or skiing course or everything. Um, I never wanted to be in a group it was always be like no, but something is bad is going to happen. Um, and uh, I also remember, you know, my stomach, my bladder. I was needing to go to the toilet all the time. Um, I was feeling stomach sick. Um, and uh, yeah, in the end, I ended up always having private teachers <laughs> because my parents were like, "Oh, it's just too too intense putting this child in into groups." Um, and we always have to kind of like my mother was always like you know very close to the group so at least if something would uh, would be would be there she would she would come and take me um so i think this was my thing and i also what would also was maybe interrelated with that i was peeing into my bed for a very long time i was like i think maybe until 12 13 or something <laughs> yeah um and yeah and I was also like we had one time we had a, um, a person breaking into our house you know and I remember that this would haunt me forever um, and then wow. maybe once one similar um ex- example as you when I was in my first um um exchange to to France and I was in a, in a in a in a new family house um I was like okay but now you need to close the door because I always had a light on an open door so my parents could basically hear me um, and then it was the first time I could sleep in the dark with, with a closed door because I was like, okay, what, what would people think of me? I just do it. Yeah, similar similar, similar to you. So yeah, um, I think it was also always present um, and I never questioned it. I was just like, okay, I, will, I I'm always this person who tries to Somehow, yeah, is very aware of the environments and what they think, and if if they would harm me or if there's a threat, um, for me. Um, and I think through friends, who who really gave me that feeling of like, hey, you you're really cool. I think I could become better over time. Um, in high school, in 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 the end of high school, beginning of university, and then, I think it it became more present again. After, uh, some time, no,
2: yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah,
0: I can really relate to this. Um, like people in the house, like you said, someone tried to break into your house. I still find it, oh gosh, so scary at times to like sleep in a new place. Or mm-hmm. if when I used to live in a Vega, it was really intense because if someone came home, let's say at four a.m., a person mm-hmm. that lived in the same apartment as me. I hear everything. It's like Same. I'm it's like only half of my brain is asleep. And the other half of my brain is constantly awake and like very alert and almost like expecting something bad to happen. Yeah. And then I would wake up at like 4 a.m. Like oh, where am I? Um I yeah, get this what's sometimes happening? as well. Like people walk past my window and sometimes uh, you know, what uh, whatever's happening in my life, maybe I have a very anxious back- background. I just wake up and I, some, for some time, I can't realize where I am or what time it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just this, like losing control is very scary. Yeah. And this constant and, feeling of like being unsafe
2: somehow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And funnily enough, I was having, I was in a very safe period. Like after my, let's say my final exams, I was a a, I would say I was in a good group a- at that time. The group was very serving me. Um, Then I was in Cambodia, where I felt so peaceful, not running for anything. It was like after my after high school and then also coming to Berlin. I knew it was a new place. And also, even though it was scary, I felt it was very opening and, you know, you wouldn't be judged for you you could be everything you would want to be. Because for me also, as I as I didn't know my sexuality, you know, or I knew I would also be into guys and not only into girls I knew like, oh, God. This is another thing where people could judge me and I could be anxious about, you know, and then Berlin I didn't have to be. So so this times I think there was a, a, a really a big episode where I would say I was quite anxiety free and I was quite um in a very like safe space um where I was living, who I was with. Um I was like, yeah, I think I was I was thriving and then up until the point I had the company and and yeah it started again like with this unsafety and and even panic attacks you know and i think similar to you at that point i was starting okay something is wrong something like this shouldn't be like it is and then i also started therapy and basically um understanding more about all of this
0: does it feel for you so you said like physically you get um nauseous and then you really need to go to the toilet and uh, these are the, always the signs of anxiety
1: exactly headache like for me it's a headache here so i have kind of like i i know that when when the headache is coming i start feeling unsafe so I josh start... is
0: showing he, he's pointing to the middle of his forehead <laughs>
1: yeah exactly you, you can't see it sorry <laughs> um when, when the headache is coming and then yeah um uh, i know it's already i'm filtering i'm looking i'm very alert what you said like alarm alert my bladder is like okay you, you need to lose weight so please pee and poo um uh, to you so you can so so you're able to run basically um and uh, yeah and then i think it's also like the breathing gets more shallow i feel it yeah. in my lungs lungs i feel getting tensed up um, yeah yeah and then it can be subtle but then when it's in, in a panic attack which i didn't have a long time thanks god um it gets very intense and i feel like, the, like thoughts are rushing and i don't really feel like i have any kind of control yeah. what about you it's
0: very similar for me uh when in the panic attack um which also i have not had in a long time and last time I feel like I can really now anticipate when it's coming and I I, I almost can like feel myself on this, on the verge of it. And I know that I can push myself into it if I just continue doing what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. or I really have to just lay down or like sit and just breathe and it will go away. So I somehow I can take control over this. But generally, yeah, it's like the stomach sickness and nausea and this really weird ticklish feeling in my chest. like. Mm Something heavy in my chest, but also ticklish and very uncomfortable, combined with very fast breath, and also this general um, feeling of hyper focus. It's like I'm really focused, but on nothing in particular, and nothing can kind of stay in my focus for a long time. So, if I'm working and I'm anxious, I would like keep switching between different jobs, like mm-hmm. writing email, and then halfway through dropping that, and then maybe having some coffee, and then looking at an article and then looking at another thing and and then i stop breathing that's what i also notice i just hold breath i i just don't breathe yeah um yeah that's yeah it just feels really not nice especially w- what i tend to have is that i wake up with anxiety that's mm-hmm. like my my wake-up call um yeah and, and, and i remember one time i um, i was really for a long time thinking like no this is normal it's fine and then i started um, in the end i started taking some tranquilizers for this like some some medication for this
1: how long ago was this when when you did this, or is your um, service here
0: no it was especially so when the war um, started with ukraine i think in the end of february march last year and I think there were a couple of occasions of occasions before that as well. I don't remember what triggered me. And then I would take them for a few days and on like day 4 I would wake up with no anxiety and I'd be like wow. I forgot this was possible. <laughs> you could actually wake yeah. up and feel yeah. like clean slate. You know, yeah. because with anxiety I always feel like I just woke up but I'm already late.
1: Yeah. I already
0: I already didn't achieve something like wanted to achieve by this time i need to rush i need to rush i need to rush i need to go 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 yeah
1: for for me it's also this this uh, fun thing is that sometimes when you do like i think we will talk about this maybe a bit later also this we have found so many practices right which we do um to to help elevate that state and i remember also one moment i was it's called feldenkrais right and you kind of touch your body in weird areas and then I told this lady um, who was learning from Feldenkrais. Um, I mean, touching. I mean, it's 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 a yoga practice, but a very slow yoga practice, and you massage certain areas of your body which you usually wouldn't. Yeah. So okay, because that like, it
0: sounded at first a little yeah. bit sexual. <laughs> you touch your body in weird ways. <laughs> no, this is not what we are yeah. recommending for anxiety.
1: So maybe you know um, behind your knee, you know, in this mm-hmm. little you touch it or or below your foot yeah or in between your toes or something like that um but
0: i find that also really uncomfortable maybe we can talk about this in another episode but you know like any of these hidden places like yeah yeah, or like especially inside my belly button oh no oh my god oh it's horrific
1: but this is basically what felon was doing that you break kind of patterns which you usually work in and then what i said to her is like i feel high after this, and then she said, "Like no, it's just you feel. This is how you should always feel, uh-huh. you know." And this is the point I wanted to make. Or I do an, an ecstatic dance or five rhythms, you know. And I feel after this, I feel so high because my my head is clear. I don't have a headache. I'm just walking. I don't have. I'm don't looking. I'm not looking for threats and everything. And I feel. I think I feel higher. Eh? But for maybe for other people, this is just how they how they go through life, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I had this um. Just a quick story. I had this experience last week. I was um, yeah, I was in Stockholm, mm-hmm. and I walked like over 20 kilometers in a day. It was a beautiful day, like very sunny, very warm. And um, in the evening, my phone died. I had no no charger with me. So I just kept walking around, enjoying myself. And in the end, I sat on a bench, and I had this experience of being high because I was so tired physically, but not like exhausted after CrossFit workout, but just from walking. So quite tired, but still feeling good that my um, brain stopped Mm
2: -hmm.
0: working as actively as it usually does. Because I I, I mean, maybe we will also touch on this later. I think my anxiety comes from my, I don't know, like overperformance or excess energy that I don't know where to direct to. And then I, I really felt like, just calm and present and peaceful with everything that's happening, and I felt this buzzing in my legs, and I looked at the sky and I looked at the people and at the trees, and completely conscious, but at the same time felt like this unity with everything and like mm-hmm. just very good in my own self, and zero anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I mean, wow! Like what what a life could it be if I felt like this every day?
1: Dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but but by me, then let's jump into it. Like um first of all yeah what did we learn through our therapy through our journeys like where does it come from and then maybe also related to like there is this there is fear we were talking about fear and anxiety like what is the difference so um yeah maybe we can somehow intertwine those or maybe you want
0: to start do you want to start should i start where do you think yours coming from i Um, think um also maybe like your environment where you grew up or where you lived or live now kind of um sustained your anxiety or made it worse.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I, I can go and then and then and then you go. Um I think in I, I made a message to to a friend the other day, like a voice message and I think I explained it a bit like at least this is how I make sense of it. It's like I always had a bit of this feeling of inadequacy, like of being weird or different or sensitive or not enough. Um and I think this is this is yeah, I remember really walking home from preschool and being like, why can I not be this person? You know, why do I have to be this redhead ginger? I found myself ugly, you know, I didn't have muscles. (laughs) Um uh yeah so so I think this 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 is like of this like okay you are not worthy of like going to school and then somebody would sit with you, you know, you have to kind of work for that uh, or you have to do something for it. Um, and I think this is the root of me um, thinking that there there is a certain threat which sees this um, inadequacy in me and, and will uh, use it or jump on it or bully it, bully it or hit it or, Um, take advantage of it. Um, I don't know. And I think, um, yeah, this is my,
2: the the root, the root um, of everything. What about you? I think that um, I just grew up believing that something's wrong with me,
0: to be honest. Mm. And I think that the big problem is that when I was a child, I had all these episodes of, like, waking up, being anxious, you know, being afraid to get a bad grade, all these things. And Mm -hmm. what I was really looking for is, like, my parents just saying, you're fine, like, you're okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, you forgot to do this? Doesn't matter. No one cares. Mm -hmm. If you get a D, whatever, for this, if they kick you out of school, we love you anyway, whatever. Mm -hmm. We'll find a new school for you. But I never had that because my parents... um, and just the society that I grew up in. Yeah, I think I think also, you know, the context is 90s in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like pe- people are still not very open to the idea of therapy because you have to figure your own stuff. And what is this? Are you crazy? Um, feelings don't matter. We're strong. But in the 90s, it was especially like this. Um, yeah, it was like my parents, they reinforced this belief that i have to perform and when i had these anxious episodes of like waking up and worrying about my homework and crying and not sleeping everybody would compliment this because they would be like wow this is such a responsible child being responsible is very great this is an amazing trait, and we really appreciate that our child is like this yay
1: mm-hmm.
0: um have more anxiety so essentially i it started and then um I was just told this is how you should live. In the end, I think it doesn't really matter like where your anxiety starts in order to, to work with it. I think like a lot of people have anxiety and I think like you don't really need to go to, um, if you don't want to, you don't need to go to therapy and really go into your childhood and figure out why you are this way. Because this this knowledge is not going to help you make, you, make it go away. Because I feel like it is a part of me, like it is a um, interesting part of my body, you could say, like of my mind, and it's something I cannot remove or delete. But I can spend mm. my life looking around, like looking at it uh, from every side, and trying to make friends with it, trying to live with it. Um,
1: but, yeah. So uh, I don't know. It, if I see. I see what you're saying um but also at least for me um in the beginning when i started also to understand because i would say it was a bit it was a bit similar of my parents maybe being anxious too you know because they mm. also you know were kind of like trying to 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 do the best with like you know being a parent um and maybe performing in their job you know and i could also see that they were very like cautious about what the outside would think you know so they would same as you reinforce this but what i think would help to understand this is is like okay i'm okay because this is very pretty normal you know pretty normal i'm i'm holding my hands and putting like index points um that this happened through the history and then you i would feel empathy or empathy you know like for myself be like okay ah oh, I understand why why this is all happening and I don't I and in the beginning I held grudges and everything, but then I was like, okay, um I can love myself more through this understanding. Um so I don't know if I I think it's as you say, it's not gonna like change it or make it go away. Um, but at least it, it helped me to to understand myself better and to love myself more.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's totally right what you're saying that it's important to it's a, it's important for self acceptance because it's like oh, oh i'm fine nothing's wrong with me right mm. um but also interesting like what you said about your parents because in therapy at least what my therapist told me i think it's a theory that anxiety is an unresolved emotion because anxiety mm. is or like a feeling it's not really a basic feeling on it, in it, by itself unlike fear which is like a mm. basic feeling um, but it's like an, any unresolved emotion, any unresolved feeling that you have turns into anxiety. This is why mm-hmm. it often feels like something is kind of like stuffed inside of you, like in your stomach or in your chest and you want to get it out, but you don't know what it is. And yeah. I think like our parents, um, not through and kind of active fault of their own, but just because of the generation, they had so many unresolved feelings things that they felt but they couldn't say they didn't even know they were feeling it that of course they ended up having anxious children in general like I think maybe our generation is quite anxious because all this you as a child you grow up and you really pick up like a radar all these mixed signals that maybe your parents are angry or maybe they're fighting or maybe something else but they never say anything or sometimes they do but there's a lot of this at least I think in my household there was this um electrolyzed atmosphere a lot of the time like it was not light it was not easy it didn't feel like everyone could share whatever they feel
2: yeah again Uh, not
0: not necessarily because people like didn't want to share but I think a lot of the time because they couldn't identify what they're feeling they didn't know
2: yeah um so and, yeah
0: whenever right now i come to uh, therapy with anxiety usually my therapist is like well we have to figure out what is what you're actually suppressing yeah. so anxiety is kind of like the not the root cause but a symptom of something else
1: yeah very interesting and i and i resonate with with what you're saying because um i mean fear is something we right we need it because we we had there is a threat if there's a lion we need to feel the fear to run away yeah um but anxiety is something like it's not necessary because we have like in situations where there is no threat right we see threats yeah or um and i can believe that with with the suppressed emotions because what also kind of like when when i grew up with when, when you compare my brother and me for example he would a lot more speak up in certain situations or or feel his feelings and go into the anger, you know, or go into the sad I don't know if for him I think it was more the anger, you know, which which he expressed very uh, clearly. And for for me I didn't. And I was more like, okay, I take it, I take it, I take yeah, it, I take it. I'm nice, I'm the nice guy, yeah, I'm the nice. Yeah. Child. I don't want to upset my parents. I don't want I'm, to upset
0: my parents. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. It's interesting.
0: Then, I, I have the same and my younger sisters, they are yeah. also not not like me. They are yeah. much more. Outgoing with their emotions,
1: yeah, and do do them. they have the anxiety in their lives? Do you know?
2: Yes, yes, they do. They do. they do. D- despite the
0: fact that they um like don't suppress anger as much as I did, yeah. um, maybe they suppress something else, but maybe it's also this family climate. I mean, mm. my my middle sister, she's um, I think she has anxiety, like about her self-esteem she doesn't share that very much and she covers it up with a lot of anger and protest but my youngest sister she's very anxious she's kind of like me because Mm. she has this sort of waking up at night being afraid of being sick Um, i also have this like i have a fear of being like of puking like physical Mm. fear of puking and she she has the same thing Uh, once she was sick and um yeah, it was it was really cr- crazy. She was sick and she had a pill. She had like paracetamol and she had some water with it. And then she was sick because of the illness, not because of the paracetamol. But she thought she was sick because of water and she didn't drink, drink water for like two years. Like mm. I think she was like eight years old, seven years old. She didn't drink water. It's yeah. crazy. Like my, yeah. my mom, she had to make her some homemade like juices or um this um russian thing we have where you boil um dried fruits and water and then you drink Mm. that with like no sugar so she would only drink that like she wouldn't drink water how anxious is that that's crazy um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh, like it could be also partially like i'm not gonna um give anyone any medical conditions but it could be like a family trait as well i don't know none of us um, None of us really went to a psychiatrist with this as a family, but I guess there could be a genetic component to it. My father is also very anxious. Very
1: Interesting. Same. I mean, I can, I can see that. I can see that also running from my grandma who drinks, uh, you know, like ner- nervous, uh, like calming your nervous system tea before she sleeps. Yeah. And if there would be yeah. some, something be exciting to her, she would be up all night, you know, and thinking about it and, and needing to resolve it the next day and call everyone Um, and i think my dad he despite having a great career i mean he was also like needing to fight for it and go through um many of these like insecurities maybe you can call it as well which makes this um feeling of of anxiety um yeah 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 yeah
0: i guess they they like don't really know how to how to manage it so they pass it on in a way because with my dad at least he all like as long as I remember him, he would have these also calming uh, pills, sort yeah. of like tranquilizers, but uh, herbal yeah. before he went to bed. And now I think for the last few years, it's actually
2: um, pharmaceuticals. Well wow. Like prescribed, prescribed um, still sort of
0: um, not very strong tranquilizers, yeah. but... Yeah nonetheless he does hate, he does take it, even if it's a placebo, even if he just needs to put some pill in his mouth to make himself feel safe, he does it, but he doesn't do anything else, and I think if you ever told him that he's an anxious man, he would probably he would probably get really offended at this because it would somehow hurt his masculinity um, Plus, yeah. yeah, just the context still you know we, we uh, he lives in Russia and um,
2: yeah. he's
0: very much from a different generation but i think for us like now we are learning how to live with it and cope with it like cope um, and manage it so we wouldn't pass it on hopefully maybe not as much
1: yeah i mean this is also something we we never know how it how it will be but yeah let's maybe dive into the into the coping so how how is your how does your coping look like what is your strategies or management strategies
0: management Um, (laughs) no actually i I never even used to uh, to like Mm -hmm. manage it but i think covid um made it worse like you also said you had this episode when you came to berlin to study Mm -hmm. and it was good and then it kind of came back when you Mm -hmm. had your company and for me i think i also had this time when it was kind of good when i was in uni or or maybe I was so busy I couldn't couldn't acknowledge it. I suppressed it. I'm not sure. But also, like, in uni, at least, I felt like I had not so many expectations from myself because my life was really planned. I had four years, and for four years, I didn't have to make any choices because I tend to get very anxious when I have to make decisions.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but COVID made it worse also for social anxiety because I got quite used to being at home, being alone or only with the family. Um, and then I also finished my master's during the pandemic. So then I had to look for a job and then I moved and just like very overwhelming. And, and now I really feel it sometimes. Like I don't want to go to a meeting. I don't want to go to the office. I don't want to see people. Um, I cancel meetings sometimes also last minute or so mm-hmm. because I don't want to see anyone. And only since COVID, I really started to like managing it. And I think first it was also unconscious, but then, yeah, now I see it's a routine. And for me, it's, um, of course, like my yoga journey really reflects my life with anxiety and everything I do for um, yoga, like um, implementing breath work and these really peer-reviewed evidence-based techniques. That are really helpful. So every day, um, I do something with my body. It's usually yoga, but it's also running or cycling, or resistance training, or like every day I have to do something with what, my body because
1: resistance training. Sorry,
0: it's like with weights, mm-hmm. you squat and lunge and all that stuff. Um yeah I also see anxiety as this energy that's like really um wants to get out somehow, mm-hmm. so i need to I need to facilitate like if I'm feeling anxious, just sitting there and being anxious is the worst scenario. I need to do something, breathe, walk, do yoga, run, let it out mm-hmm. um so yeah this this is one of my mechanisms then i um Actually, I teach yoga and it makes me feel very calm. And what's funny is that people perceive me as a very calm teacher. And even when I was in my training, I was told, you know, you should do yin yoga. I'm like, wow, I'm so anxious inside so much time. But to other people, they find my voice very calming, very soothing. And then this is like a positive feedback loop because... I make them calm, and this energy makes me calm. So that's one thing. Um, Yeah, keeping my um, kind of sleep hygiene. So I I rarely go to sleep uh, after midnight. Very rarely, Uh, and I'm very happy about this this change in my life. So ideally, going to sleep like even before eleven, waking up early. Yeah, and and I mean, like, also the support system, you know, having people like you, like my other friends, like my, my, my mom now also knows a lot about my anxiety and really feeling like you have these people that can support you. And if you say, you know, I'm feeling very anxious today, they don't put any pressure on you, they don't put pressure to meet or to, um, you know, they just kind of ask you, okay, what do you need? Do you want me to Mm -hmm. come over? Do you want me to take over some of your stuff? Or do you want to just be alone?
2: So this is what comes to mind for me. Um, What about you?
1: I can relate with most of the things you're saying. I would say alcohol and drugs was also um it's also something, <laughs> something
0: I- that really helped <laughs>
1: <laughs> It no, maybe helps no. in the short term yeah no. it helps to to get out of your head maybe in this in a different kind of way yeah but then it makes it uh, worse um so, so totally, also like totally not, not not using these what you say also sleep is for me a big a big game changer yeah. If i, I mean
0: i help. stopped using um any um like weed which I used to use occasionally and I have to say um, cannabis like it can really help with anxiety but for me personally I find it goes the other way and I actually used to get really anxious when I when I took it so I think with cannabis although there is some research even that you know it can help I think it has to be in a very controlled environment and it has to really be medically prescribed so if you do have tendencies towards this really panic attacks I would stay away of that kind of stuff especially if you're making it with alcohol recreationally with friends yeah yeah i feel like it can trigger um anxiety
1: yeah and i think there is the cbd like i think if you use the cbd component at least this is what i did sometimes then in the times when when people around me were, were, were smoking a lot of weed i would use the cbd and i think then um yeah i would i would be more calm just because it has doesn't have the psychoactive component which kind of like makes your makes your mind more active and and racing. Um yeah I think for me swimming is a big thing like being underwater because it's super calm, like jumping into the water sauna. Yeah being cold water, also like maybe extreme, like hot and cold. yeah. Um, um, Yeah, just I think we we had this in the last episode already things which make you jump into your body, right? Which get you out of your head because the anxiety is happening through you say, like suppressed emotions and then thoughts come up. And then you want to actually do things, but you couldn't do them or you couldn't express them. And then this is also what I feel sometimes, you know, I walk I when I have the social anxiety, I feel like, ah actually I want to because in that time, you know, where I was thriving in, in uni in Berlin, um, exactly I did, you know, it was a new chapter. Three years didn't have any any decisions to make i knew what i was doing it was not an elite university where i'm at right now you know people were more chill it was a bit more lefty um i would say um and and so um yeah i i think what i did i could connect with people easy you know and i walked to people and said hi hi and then it was like even the head of the events of the you know the one of the initiatives there and i was organizing the parties and i was organizing the um the the welcome week and all of these things and giving speeches in front of people sometimes i'm like now i'm like oh my god you know actually this is why i I want to do it yeah but then there's like this uh, like this this thing stopping me right and then Mm -hmm. like negative thoughts come in and then everything gets like unclear and and um and this is when i was when same as it was when i was younger so i know basically that it can be this you know and i really would love to um to get there again as well um yeah so this is why i also try to cope with it as good as possible even though sometimes and this is why i actually have to cope because i live in an environment where the the deep trigger of like okay I have to perform, you know. When I'm at LSE; it's an it's an elite university. I want it's a competition. It's, um, um, yeah, performance, right? And then money, the
0: best of the best. Yes, hustle. Uh, yeah, who earns more? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'm like, you know, I want to. I want part of me wants this as well, or part of me was trained to do this. Maybe I don't know, you know. And I want to kind of have yeah. a good life. I want to have a life where, um you know kind of like finally what i wanted to say carefree you know which then would would mean why would i have anxiety as a child when my parents were carefree you know so it's a bit weird actually even though they had a, we always money was never an issue um uh, but yeah i want to travel the world i want to explore places i want to have a beautiful apartment um and also kids at some point so um yeah uh but anyway Through these environments it gets more triggered um and i i don't know i don't think i thrive really
2: yeah
0: i mean i totally i i feel you i was just gonna say i i'm at this point in my life where i also struggle because i know all these managing mechanisms that make me feel very good but then again you know I, i was at a conference and every single day like i went outside i went away from the conference i didn't want to see people i didn't stay for every talk i didn't network very much because my mental health comes first and it's great but then i get this fear that well will i ever achieve anything in life yeah will will i be at this level where i want to be will i be as successful as i want to be if i keep taking this time off you know and i feel also like when i was a student i could maybe push through it better or i didn't have it as much and you know I literally couldn't not sleep eight hours for two nights in a row right now, I think. And 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 my um, you know, my thoughts sometimes is maybe I'm just weak. Did I become too soft? Am I too of kind course. to myself? Yeah. Am I yeah. too soft myself? Do I spend like too much time on my mental health?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like I, I see all these people who are, you know, so successful at 25. And I think, well, I'm almost 28, and what did I achieve? Like maybe yeah. I should just yeah kind of stop caring so much about myself but then i if i stop i i really get um first i get very anxious and i get very depressed so i I can't and i i i'm also at this point you know we we are asking each other how do we thrive like what's the difference between coping and thriving well thriving is i guess like feeling like you are you are really using all your potential or you have all this potential that you can feel and you're kind of living up to it you're living up to your potential and at the moment i don't know if i am i guess i don't feel like maybe i am but at the same time i feel like maybe i need to to just relax for a while because i'm not old you know i have time
1: even if it feels sometimes that we're getting older right
0: i think it feels yeah exactly it feels like this peer pressure of like oh i'm gonna be 30 soon like what did i achieve blah 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 Yeah. yeah Um, i'm not living up to my potential i can yeah. do so many things i can do yeah. this i can write my phd i can do a startup i can do science communication i can yeah. do side hustles I'm, I'm, and in yeah. and the end of the day i can only do one or two things a day because yeah. so much of my time goes towards the yeah. self-care routine
1: yeah and linkedin and so and, and instagram doesn't make it easier but um what i also want to share um with um according to the to the the thriving yeah i think this like living this potential but i i would also say like um kind of knowing like this feeling of like i'm in the right place at the right time this is something for for me when i when i know i'm thriving or um oh i feel so amazing in this group you know i i found a group or or peer community or an or an event or something where I'm like, wow, so thankful for this moment with these people. Um or yeah, or I created something. For example, the podcast, you know, it's like I feel we are thriving in it because we I don't know, it comes out of me. It's like there there isn't this like okay, I have to push it out of me, you know? Yeah. Um uh, so, like, so these uh, a some... state
2: of uh, flow.
1: Yeah. So, these, these are signs for me um, when I don't have to filter, when it can just be, when it can, can be and be very intuitive without needing to, yeah, without the threat, without the alarm. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. But on a good note, with all these managing mechanisms, um, at least from
0: the neuroscience perspective, for example, yeah. if you do a lot of breath work, if yeah. you do a lot of slow, like mindful yoga or um, heat exposure, cold exposure, any of this yeah. stuff, it actually trains you. Yeah. It, you, are, you are not on the same level all the time. It helps you to really build up your resilience. This is why yeah. I say I'm teaching neuroscience yoga, because yeah. I'm using techniques that will build your resilience that would um, make you feel stressed on the mat. Yeah or in your room or wherever you're doing the practice so that then when you go out into your life and you encounter a stressful situation your body is kind of already used to this level of adrenaline or this uh, level of uh cortisol the stress hormone this uh balance or imbalance of chemicals and the body's like okay like i know this this is not scary so your your threshold kind of goes up so then i really hope that this through this self-care routine that we are doing right now our threshold is kind of going up 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 and then maybe we really thrive and we go into this intense and um, demanding business situations or like uh, career growth in a few years you know when uh, we really finish with our studies and then Mm. and then we don't break because essentially Mm. i think that when i was at uni i felt like maybe i had less anxiety But if I went on living that lifestyle that I did, I would just break. And I I almost broke. Maybe, you know, another episode, a theme for Mm. another episode. Um, And and now we're really investing into our future of like how to live as this anxious overachievers and not break.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or transform it even into a, I don't know. I really, I also see myself in these situations and and really being calm and be like, oh yeah, you know, it will be fine, right? And yeah, and also I want to give this feeling to my children. You know, when I want to sit with them, I want to listen to them, I want to be present with them. Um, I want to, I want to allow them to express any kind of emotions, any kind of emotion. And I'm saying that now, not having having them, you know, and probably more difficult in the end when when you're in these situations. Um and and and, yeah, um, I think one thing I want to add to the to the thriving is also for me, um, yeah, maybe you could call it comfort zone, I don't know, but like, you know, being in these kind of retreat environments or just environments where you kind of know that everybody has a struggle, you know, everybody came for a reason, everybody um is just on a very good note with each other because they know that. Everybody else is also struggling, you know, and so they just want to have a really good time and wanna share and every every emotion is allowed, you know, and then for me this these environments are a bit like, "Oh wow, I can be ooh no threat, yeah. you know, and it's kind of sad sometimes I can that,
0: be accepted
1: right yeah that that you that I don't know if it's sad or if it's good, at least we've found these kind of environments, you know, but yeah. um. Sometimes, of course, I'd, I'd love to the whole world to be like that, you know, and to um, be peaceful with ah, each other and dreams. To, <laughs> you know, dreams, dreams. To, to be open, to be accepting, yeah. to be like, okay, if you want to go that way, I don't need to be in, in competition with you because then maybe I can slightly go that way. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh,
0: I, I see what you mean. <laughs> and I think in, in the end, it's like we were brought up by people who really value this like hustle and high achievements but maybe it's also important to accept the fact that i will not be a high achiever that i mean i will not be a ceo or i will not be on wikipedia or Ooh. i don't yeah. even think i want to be you know
2: yeah.
0: and um there are some beautiful things about this um the uh, dealing with anxiety Mm -hmm. because kind of when you are anxious the world sort of tells you run even faster you are Mm -hmm. late come on get it go you
1: are not enough yeah
0: yeah pull yourself together yeah but if you really allow yourself to slow down you like notice things you've never seen before like honestly i learned how to um walk in the nature maybe only like three or four years ago i never could understand it it was boring to me And I could only take walks if I had some kind of destination. You know, I'm going to a restaurant in the end, or there is a goal to achieve, uh, to finish. And just walking and, like, looking at the trees, looking at the um, stones, anything. Wow, it really made me feel so good. And I was so shocked that you think you learn how to walk when you're one year old or so, but actually I learned how to really walk and like engage with my walking when I was like 26, 25, something like this. It's really crazy. Um, And that's what you said, like you want to be present for your uh, family. You want to be present for your friends. You want to be present for your children in the future so that hopefully they don't grow up to be anxious overachievers.
1: Yeah yeah but still like when you say that of like letting go of these expectations right and letting go of this like okay but i for example you know intertwining with these anxieties like i was like super good performing at school so i was always thinking like okay i'm gonna make something super great you know and even in like the the um magazine you know where everybody had their little article in high school uh you know um you know everybody was like who's going to be the millionaire josh you know (laughs) who's gonna who's the genius josh you know so so of course like these i had these internalized expectations from my whole environment even if i had a you know a b grade b my my teachers would be like but josh there is it can be better you know so i had i had this whole um and also of course you you want to make something out of yourself right this is also in me it's like ah but but yeah i want i want to to use this this lifetime in a certain yeah, way. Yeah. It's like this so. fear
0: of wasting your potential, as I said. Yeah. You know, you want to live yeah. up to your potential. Yeah. Also because there is a lot of potential, but yeah. there's also a lot of outside expectation. Yeah. And maybe they kind of inflated it.
1: Yeah. Or or yeah, or made it um, impure. You know, yeah. like because a, a metaphor I was I was liking a lot also is like, you know, finding your way in this world is a bit like you can even you can either like find your way or you can trust that maybe you're just like a stone and, and you know there there's a guy who's like picking on that stone and then there's there is everything there, you know, yeah. and it has just to be, you know, set free, basically.
0: Carved um, out. You yeah, like making ma- ma- making making a beautiful statue.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe then it's it's more it's more simple, you know, than than I thought, and it's more yeah, mindful and calm um and still kind of thriving uh in, in some way in your way in the definition of of i think we we re- re- redefine at least for me i redefine success many times you know i want to be a billionaire by 25 and have many yachts <laughs> <laughs> which which now i i uh Well,
0: apparently it didn't
1: happen. (laughs) It didn't happen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for, it.
2: But it's fine. Like, you know, you you
0: had your idea of success when you were young. Because I think also me the same. Because I didn't um, think about how I would feel. I thought about what I would do or what I would achieve or how would I look maybe, but I didn't think how I would feel. And now we're trying to integrate our feelings into this picture of success. And it looks very different because if you had had these like 10 yachts and a billion euros by 25, you probably would have felt very different and maybe not, not thriving, right? Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, at least I mean I I mean I tried to go this way right, and I was running and running and running, and in the end I was burning out. Yeah, you know. So, um, and so, it's okay. You're um, okay. Thank you. You're Ooh. okay.
0: And you know, if you were, you know, you were like 15 years old, and someone told you, you know, Josh, you're going to be a graduate of LSE, you'd be like, oh yeah, wow. So yeah. that back yeah. then, it would be this definition of success for you, and now Maybe. you're finishing True. LSE, True. and you're like, okay. Now I have LSE on my CV, but I still don't feel successful. So it's kind of a a race that you can never win.
1: Yeah, hedonic treadmill. And um and same for you. I mean, you you do a, a PhD in computational neuroscience at the Einstein Bernstein Center. Both
0: actually. Bernstein, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm in both. In
1: charity, areas. you know, it, it in, yeah. also a very. I have unique... many
0: affiliations. I have <laughs> many affiliations.
1: <laughs> well, it's a, a prestigious program, right? Um, but we can see that still uh, this is not um, making these feelings go away
0: yeah I don't have a yeah I don't even want one you know that's (laughs) the thing I don't even want one this is Mm. another I mean it would be fun to maybe talk about success in one of the next episodes because I think that
2: a lot of us have this externalized like definition of success doesn't even belong to us yeah (sighs) yeah you're great josh you're great and you
1: too masha and this is why we found each other i think we have these yeah. very similar stories and, and 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 histories um and and i think we can yeah this is why it's sometimes we feel something and we're like oh yeah i feel it too i feel
0: exactly the same <laughs>
1: you know, and now
0: i'm sharing it on spotify <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and and like um, this podcast, if you feel it too, <laughs> yes, or comment on it, or or write us a, a message on Instagram. Um, uh, um, we're we're really curious to to go and exchange that because this is one of the greatest feelings, at least for me, is like to be fully understood. You know, to be like yeah. not belittled, not um pitied, you know, but to be like I see you. Yeah,
2: I see you. And I kiss you on the cheek. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Really nice.
0: Well, thank you so much for this um, deep and honest conversation. I feel very good, very understood, very ready to take on this day. And I hope our listeners feel the same way.
1: Yes, I hope you feel the same way, like listeners and uh i do too uh, i really have to pee so <laughs> let's let's end this episode here thank you guys
2: bye <laughs>